0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Michael Finkley Show. I'm Michael Finkley. Today is Monday, August seventeenth, twenty twenty. Brand new week. Let's get it, y'all. I hope you had a relaxing weekend. I did. I I really did. I hung out with a friend. Um, I ran I ran some errands. It was really fun. Like just chill, relax. Just doing things for me. Time, right? (laughs) So I hope you took care of yourself and you're ready for this awesome work week. Alright. If you have not already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and ring that bell for notification and you receive an email from us saying, Hey, there is new uploaded content available. So thank you so much again to our supporters, our viewers. Y'all, y'all rock. I would not be doing this. Alright, y'all, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Today's guest is a friend, a brother, a mentor, Christopher Morgan. You may have known him from various Broadway plays, film, Um, he's an actor, I'm just saying movies, he does it all, and along with his wife Kim Field. But take a look at Christopher Morgan in action. Christopher Morgan grew up on the countryside of Richmond, Virginia. At an early age, he knew that he wanted to pursue something different, but could not put his finger on what he wanted to do. After graduating from Manchester High School, he attended James Madison University, and this is where he found his niche, the arts. Since then, he has appeared in movies, television shows, Broadway, and so much more. Currently, he is married to television's Kim Fields, and has two sons Sebastian Alexander and Quincy Xavier. For the next few moments you will be hearing from Christopher Morgan himself in his own words. Next we chat with Christopher Morgan we'll be right back. On the next Michael Finkley. Wednesday, we have Mr. Courtney Gray with us as he talks about his awesome organization, HBCU First, and how he's assisting students in finding their college and career path. Don't you dare miss the next Michael Finkley. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. Y'all, pause for a moment. We have a special guest in the building. I'm telling you, he's an actor. All right. You may have seen him on Broadway. Television and the the films out there in the world, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Christopher Morgan. Christopher.
1: (laughs) That's that good coronavirus applause right there. You gotta do it for yourself these
0: days. That's it. it. That's it. That's it. Michael
1: Bickley, how are you, sir?
0: I am very well, Chris. How are you?
1: I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Thank you, Brad. You you you're so welcome. You look good, Chris. Thank you, brother. Thank you. <laughs> Forty-four. Will, the years just keep on creeping by. God is good. God is Hallelujah. Good. Hallelujah. black don't crack. It just it shows some gray every once
0: in a while. hmm I'm, exci- I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to go gray. I'm not there yet, but I can't wait.
1: Everybody that's thirty is excited to go gray. Really. <laughs> because yeah, you're not yet that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 it <laughs> that's exactly what it is yeah mm-hmm.
0: oh wow well chris tell us about you know where you're from your upbringing you know tell us more about yourself
1: man i am i'm country michael finkley i am country
0: mm-hmm. i
1: am from virginia i uh claim richmond virginia because amherst county in lynchburg nobody knows where that is. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. My family, uh, my parents moved to the big city, which is Richmond, when uh, before I was born. Okay. And we uh, we lived in Richmond, just south of Richmond, for most of my life. But uh, all of my family is from Lynchburg and Amherst County, Virginia. Mm-hmm. So old country Virginia, man. That's where I'm from. Wow. Siblings. Yes. One older sibling, one older sibling, my sibling Rhonda, my sister Rhonda, she's awesome. She's three years older than me. Uh, my god she uh, she was the brainiac of the family, you know what I'm saying. We were both really smart, but she applied herself. Mm-hmm. So she went to med school and you know became a professional. now she works for the NIH and she does all kinds of stuff. Oh, she's COVID. So hey, love to her love to Rhonda. Work, work fast,
0: thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. wow. So how was life growing up in Virginia? Was it, you know, the simple life, the country, I'm country too, from South Carolina. So I know what you mean when you say country, but what was life like for you growing up there? Slow. Slow? <laughs> you
1: know, it, it feels like, especially when I think about the memories a day in my memory is like a week in today's time. Mm-hmm. Everything was so much slower. There was, there was nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So you really had an opportunity to watch time go by mm-hmm. and that's how I grew up. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's, that sounds fun. It really does. It sounds, it sounds peaceful. It sounds that's- peaceful.
1: That it was. I mean, I I really, I'm grateful to God that I'm one of the last generations that grew up in that kind of idyllic kind of setting. You know, we had systemic racism. We had, you know, all the ugliness of the 70s and 80s. But my parents did a great job and I lived in an area that was kind of beholden to a time gone by. You know, so everybody kind of lived that more than anything. So you know, I grew up you know in the woods and in creeks, fishing, and you know that was my whole upbringing. Gotcha. So coming home with scraped up knees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I back, get you.
1: Yeah, back to and, and Methi and, and Yeah, I'm that. I'm that kid. I'm that kid.
0: I, I get you. Were you one of those kids where your mama said, "Don't come home to the to the street lights"? Come on.
1: Oh, we didn't have street lights, brother.
0: Have mercy.
1: Y'all a country for real, for real. We didn't have streetlights, so you just better be home. <laughs> Fishing up. Oh, she calling me right now. She call- I got- <laughs> yeah, you, just, you just knew from back where I, was, where, I grew up. where I grew up. Yeah. Well, no streetlights to go by. You just knew. get home. Get home. She's looking for me right now. Right now.
0: Um, from your upbringing, um, was there always a love of music, um, singing, acting, was that that stem from home?
1: Yeah, what's funny about it is, hmm, how can I say this without being disparaging because I don't want to discredit the the generation I came from, but the generation I came from was a generation of work, not opportunity. Gotcha. you know so. Yeah. They had talents that were completely unrequited in their lives. And you know, my father who's over my shoulder, he's still my guardian angel, he passed two years ago. But I mean, he could do all kinds of things that would be considered talents today. Mm -hmm. Back then they didn't put food on the table. So it was nice to have, it was nice to do, but that was never a focus or drive or something that they pushed you toward. So, we always had music, we always had dancing, but I never once heard my parents go, you know, you can make a career out of this.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Didn't happen that way.
0: I definitely get you. I I definitely get you. When When I went to college, that was a big eye opener for me because all I saw was factory workers and, you know, which was nothing wrong with that. They were successful in their own right, but I knew there was something more out there for myself personally, because my mom always said, "aim for a career instead of a job," and Damn. so always, always had that in mind.
1: Tell the truth, shun the devil. That's how we were raised by the same black mama. You know, it's only two of them. <laughs> 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 it's Hustle and my mother-in-law from Good Times. It's only two of them. Gosh! Um, but, uh,
0: <laughs> oh gosh! Me, and my mom was talking about her last night. I'm like, yes,
1: yes, yeah, ma'am. Uh-huh i'm telling the truth you know i'm telling the truth mm-hmm. but uh, man yeah that that's you know the wild thing is in here's an honest uh i guess confession of mine and this will tell you the the failure of the the school system i went to oh i was in chorus for in like the top you know show choir in my high mm-hmm. school for all four years i was in school I didn't know there was a such thing as a musical theater major until I got to college. Wow. Wow. Not when I was looking for a college. Not when I was applying for a college. After I actually got there wow. and made friends and said, hey, man, what are you major in And they said musical theater. And I went, no, really, like, what are you majoring in? I know, what do you do? I do musical theater too but what do you major in? Mm-hmm. And they look at me like I major in musical theater. You can do that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow this is somebody who five years later was on Broadway. Yeah. I had no idea no one even told me it was a possibility and I went to James Madison University mm-hmm. Because God is good. (laughs) God is good. I went to James Madison University on a track scholarship. Let me tell you the truth, Michael Finkley. James Madison University doesn't even have a men's track program to this day. What? I went to James Madison University on a track scholarship because back then, I'm old. They had a track team. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that dates me a little bit, but God is good because I was told I could be an athlete.
0: Mhm. Mhm.
1: And you know, getting a gr- getting a degree was icing on the cake. Right. So they said, "Hey, man, you you're 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 great with your words. Why don't you?" <laughs> Come on, Michael. You know I'm telling the truth. I know. I know. Do something. Uh, you know, something with that, uh, like, uh, like an English major, or like psychology, or something like that. And I said, oh psychology. That sounds fun. I'll do that." And that ended up being my major, Michael. Wow.
0: Just, just this picking is Wow.
1: State chorus had been in the in the in the top uh, chorus program that they had at my school for all four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I had I, I was a lounge singer on the summers on a riverboat called the Annabelle Lee. I was a waiter and a lounge singer on a, on, on a riverboat. So I had all of the, the proclivity, you know, to go on and be an entertainer, but no one told me that's something I could actually focus on and actually have a career in.
0: Wow, that is... And still in some instance till this day, because I'm a big component for college readiness and preparing students for college, you know, and still in so many ways that still stands today in many school districts from across the nation. Students don't know. They really don't know. So when you say it again, I'm sorry.
1: That's terrifying.
0: Yeah, very much so. And we're in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So when you are in college, Chris, um, and you figured out, Hey, this is something that I see myself doing. When did that big break come for you? And you said, okay, I'm gonna take it. This is what I'm really geared towards now.
1: Okay, uh, so my freshman year, I ran track.
0: That mm-hmm. was
1: my, and at the end of my freshman year, I was hurt. Um, uh, you know, back in those days, the mid nineties, we were all a level of dirty, so to speak. You know, back in those days, that was before the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire era. Mm -hmm. So like a a lot of the stuff they got busted on was in the candy aisle in GNC. But it's just the truth. So, you know, I had, I was huge. I had run this, this whole freshman year and I changed my body and everything. And I was injured. And basically the, 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 the staff that was working with me from my rehabilitation said you can either take yoga or start like the dance program. Yoga was not popular in the mid nineties, not yet. Mm. So I chose dance and, you know, I got around people that were into the the whole lifestyle of, you know, I want to, you know, I'm going to go to Broadway or I'm going to go to LA. I'm going to do this thing. And I started dreaming with them. Right. Just what happens. And I met my first wife. Yes, I've been married before. I was married for almost eight years the first time. I met my first wife and she was a dancer and she wanted to do the New York thing. And as soon as we could, we moved to New York. Mm -hmm. And that's where we started. God knows, four days later, I was on the first national tour carousel as a ballet dancer. I had ballet dance class in my life.
0: Your secret is safe with us.
1: <laughs> I guess I just told the world, Michael. <laughs> just, but that's all right. That's all right. I mean, it was, it was, it was, you know, a blessed time. I was very strong from track. I knew my body. There was a kinesthetic awareness that you know was unparalleled from being an athlete. And I had really intensely focused on dance and jazz and tap and all the form, and hip hop and all the forms that I liked, but ballet. Not really, not at all. And I went to the audition on a whim. And I was there the whole day and got counted down from 600 men to three. And they asked the other two men to step out. And I was standing there like, I guess somebody needs some coffee or something because they, they asked me for that. And they offered me the job right there on the stage, you know, like old fashioned course line style. And I remember just being like, what is happening? What is, oh my God. And less than a week later, I was on that tour and I never stopped. I toured for the next four years, uh, from Carousel to Smoky Joe's Cafe to Victor Victoria to Amos to Haven, and then landed back in New York and worked intensely on and off Broadway for the next almost decade.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. With all of your success, Chris, because you've been in so many different things, did you allow the success to get to your head?
1: Wow. Um, I'm sure I did. Somewhere along the line. And I'm 44 years old. I've made so many mistakes now that my mistakes are like copies over the mistakes, (laughs) brother. And and, and that's how we grow. So I'm sure at one point, I mean, (sighs) ah, I made my Broadway debut, I think I was 23, Mm -hmm. 24 years old. I was arrogant. I I was pretty cocky.
0: Gotcha.
1: So, you know, you couldn't tell me a whole lot about myself or the rest of the world because I hadn't figured out. You know, it was the subsequent 20 years that proved to me I didn't know anything. (laughs) But, you know. I'm sure, I'm sure I'll let it go to my head at, at least a couple of times, Michael, we all do. Yeah,
0: this is true. But God is right there to still say, listen now, here there you. Right, He'll right. shut you down.
1: Right, and I mean, if you keep on living, he'll sit you down a couple of times.
0: Ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's, that's good. That's yeah. good. <laughs> so, so currently, Chris, what are some things that you know that you have been working on, or some things that you may have in the pipeline for you um, as that artist that you are?
1: Yes. Well, right now, man, COVID has us all scared. <laughs> the truth is, COVID has us all scared. Every artist, like I, like myself, is terrified right now because mm-hmm. for the pure musical theater artist they're afraid their art form might not ever come back. For the television and film artists, they know that what was a thin, you know, opportunity to begin with has gotten even thinner because people are not taking risks. Studios aren't taking risks at all right now. It's just, it's not the time to. And, you know, so many people are being pushed to be either an influencer or you know, some other form of media mogul. And a lot of people are like, well, that's not me either. The truth is, you got to just hold on to faith. Right now, I'm creating. Mm-hmm. Right now is the time to focus on whatever can come out of you creatively. So my writing partner, Earl Perkins, my brother in London, uh, and I have been working on a couple of different projects, one for over 10 years. It's called Iberia. Wow. Uh, it's an epic that uh, spans over 700 years about the uh, Moorish incursion into the Iberian Peninsula. A lot of people don't realize that what is now Portugal, Spain, Italy, most of Western Europe was under Muslim control for hundreds of years, Mm -hmm. hundreds of years. And the men that ended up taking over that area landed and successfully completed a peaceful conquest for the most part because what they brought was edification what they brought was education they brought hygiene they brought uh just common practices of life that enlightened the people of the area and they were welcomed if anything uh conquerors and the story is amazing and we we follow it historically uh for a 700 year span and we have details from when the commander of the Moorish battalion, his name is Tariq, when he landed on Gibraltar, by the way, Gibraltar translates to Rock of Tariq. Mm-hmm. History, a lot of people don't know. That's a black man. Gibraltar is named after a black man family. Anyway, when he landed there with his battalion of soldiers, he set fire to the ships. And immediately, you know, the men started to 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 brussel. You know, what, what what is he doing? Is he insane? And he led his men right there in this speech about what do you think the ships were for? The ships were to bring us here. We, we're here to, to complete a mission. There is no retreat. There is no surrender. There is no go home. We're on a mission. The ships mean nothing to us. Wow. Michael Finley, we have the actual transcript of his words that he delivered to those men. Are you serious? On the beach. Wow. Rock of Gibraltar, when he set fire to those ships. That speech ends our pilot. I'm telling you, it's a phenomenal piece.
0: Oh, my gosh. I would love, love, love to learn more and hear more about that.
1: Oh, stay tuned.
0: (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) Amazing, Chris. Wow wow yeah that's good that that's good but chris when we come back we want to talk more with you about the family man the husband the father which is christopher morgan we'll be right back (laughs) coming up more with christopher morgan we'll be right back The Finkley Experience is an educational consulting firm that specializes in first-generation education. We assist parents and their students with the college process. We train school administrators, and we also partner with colleges and universities to assist with their first-generation population. To learn more about our consulting firm and to purchase our book and workbook, please visit our website at thefinkleyexperience.com. the michael finkley show we're still chatting with christopher morgan and i'm telling you oh gosh my gosh my gosh this is a true brother right here <sighs> chris chris chris, chris michael you are a husband you are a father talk about marriage life you're married to kim fields man man Tootie, Regine Hunter, you know, and you know, how, how is marriage life? You've been married now for 13 years.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, marriage life is exactly what y'all think it is. <laughs> it's marriage life. It's hard, it's hard all the time. And then the rest of the time you laugh. Mm-hmm. And then there's those moments you cry. And then those moments where you just hold your head and you don't know what the hell is going on. But maybe it's it's the truth all across the board. I'm grateful, of course, more than anything for my wife. God is good. I'm grateful for our relationship and every stage that it sees every day. Um, We're both divorcees. We've both done this before. We've both been around the block. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, every day is the new blessing. Mm -hmm. So married people, you know you got to wake up with new mercies every morning thank oh, thank you, father, new mercies every morning. thank mm. hey God mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I
0: love it, I love it and you you were blessed with two young males. Talk about your kings
1: man Sebastian Alexander Morgan, thirteen years old.
0: I am so crazy about their names they're they're just so
1: awesome. <laughs> Quincy Xavier Morgan, Mm -hmm. six years old. My absolute heart, soul, and being. Man, it is crazy Mm -hmm. to watch yourself grow up again. Mm, Wow. Wow. And that's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm watching myself on repeat in a different time in a different era. Growing up again. And it's amazing it's amazing knowing number one that they got me mm-hmm. they 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 got me, so I know that they can be secure in that, and the young men that I see developing are developing in the strength of that security that to me means everything to me but uh You know, it's it's wonderful. I mean, my six year old is every bit of me in wonderment and and precociousness and curiosity and energy. He is everything at all times, (laughs) that's him. My 13 year old is my intellectual, he's cerebral. He is cool, calm, collected and thoughtful. I don't know where he gets his size from. Because <laughs> boy, 13 years old and a size 13 mm. two, five nine, 185 pounds, looking slightly down on me. That, that's a whole lot. That's a oh. whole lot. <laughs> he stopped being able to fit my shoes when he was 11. Oh, my God. I don't have small feet. I'm in an 11 and a half. I'm, I, I don't have small feet. That's He's, he's going to be a big boy. Yes. Big boy. Yes. Partially my fault. You know, as the young black man, I, all I pray for make it huge, Lord. I got a whistle I, 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 and I'm ready to coach. Make it huge, Lord. Make it huge. I'll do anything. <laughs> oh. Give me a huge genius. genius. <laughs> no women, I no women, I no women. I stop. <laughs> that's what I did. And, uh, and that's what I got. So it's fun. It's fun to watch. Everything I prayed for, it's fun to watch.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, Talk about the times that we are in now. You know, you have two black males that you're raising. And the time of, um, you know, racism, I feel at, at its highest. We're protesting, you know, police brutality. How are you explaining all this to your boys?
1: kids are smarter than you think. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You have less explaining to do than you think you do. Um, What you have to be there for are the things that they're unsure of. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of it they wanna figure out on their own. Mm -hmm. So I've learned that being there, especially during any sort of traumatic or tragic moments as the news pops up or anything that might happen in our close circle, those are the moments that you really have to sit down and talk. You know, explanations. How, how how did this affect you? How how are you thinking about this? How how does it relate to you and this? How does it relate to the family and this? How do you feel as far as your security goes? Those are all great questions, and they're important when those moments come up. But in this just time of transition, their generation is leading.
0: Yeah.
1: We need to do a lot more listening Mm -hmm. than we're talking. My 13-year-old, through his interpretation, his blank palette interpretation of what he sees, has more wisdom than I've come up with a lot of times in 44 years on this earth. I just have to be ready to listen and glean it from him. And if he's not open enough to give it to me and I'm not listening enough, I miss it. And... That's why the world hesitates when it comes to moving forward a lot of times. We're not listening to the younger generation. It's a curse.
0: It's a, yeah, repeated curse.
1: Yeah,
0: I, th- I think about the times of, you know, civil rights, um, even before then, you know, slavery. You know, it's, it's just, you know, I, I was listening to something on, um, on the internet the other day where um, Fannie Lou Hamer was talking about the generation of that time and saying that they're tired they're tired they're tired and they won't change yeah. now decades later we're still saying we're sick and tired of being sick and tired we want change we want change and so like said, it's it's repeating itself absolutely it's definitely repeating itself yes sir yes sir and
1: it, it, Uh, Representative John Lewis who just passed God rest his soul Mm -hmm. Was a baby When he was marching with King He was a child When he wrote to King And King sent him a bus ticket to come out And meet him and march with him That's the generation It's always Cyclically the generation That has the finger On the pulse that can lead us Into where we need to go When we shun them as if we know more than they do, we fall victim to the same cycles that we've been in for years.
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh, Chris. Yes. Time to live in now. There's so much negativity happening and I feel that it stems from the top and it's trickling on down, you know, with things that are happening with the pandemic and what have you. What encouraging word do you have for the people on today?
1: God is good, God is greater, God is faithful, God is love. None of this took him by surprise. 2020 has been such a crazy year. I've heard it described a thousand different ways, but I promise you most of them I can't say in front of my Jesus. Um, what I've found more than anything, 2020, just like Envision, is about clarity. If you have been alone for 2020, God more than likely is trying to convince you that you don't need anybody but him. If you have been struggling in your work pursuits in 2020, evaluate whether or not that's what you should be doing. If 2020 has brought you a newfound awareness of your health, Michael, do I need to finish? <laughs> I feel like God is doing more for us than we're giving him credit for. Yeah, It's not a plague. We're not, we're not all burdened and bound. God is actually freeing us. And giving the giving us the opportunity to be freed. It's tough change hurts doesn't matter what you are or what you're going through, change hurts but God is good and we'll get through this and when we get to the other side of it we'll be wiser and we'll be better off if we allow God to do what he's doing and I swear to you as, as unified as we feel in all of this, everybody's like, okay, stay home, stay together. And I get that, and that's a brilliant motto for everybody to think. You know, when we're quarantined and we're going through all these things, this is individual. Got to understand, God is omnipotent. He is everywhere and every time and everything. He is with you just like he's with me in this room right now, he's with you in that room. He is Trying to work with each one of us right now on a personal level. That's the only reason he would separate us the way he has. You gotta find out what he's trying to say to you. That's what everybody's goal and task is right now. What is God trying to say to you right now? Years ago, Michael Finkley, we had this interesting talk about where you were going and your inspiration to do things. And I remember, first and foremost, at that time, being taken aback at, wow, somebody is asking me? (laughs) I I don't know a thing. And I remember at that moment, just that quickly being like, okay, God, well, what do you say? And God said, tell that young man to go. Why would you tell him anything else tell that young man to go i'm already telling him to go be that one encouraging human voice that backs up what i'm saying i'm already in his ear telling him what to do he needs confirmation in his spirit from his brother right there so that he can so he can get to it and get to work and do what he is doing right now Eight, nine, ten years later, he's gonna call you. you you'll interview. It'll be great. You have it set up in the whole Zoom thing. It'll be great. It'll, it'll be his highest-rated show. Be it's great. But uh, right now, encourage that brother to go. And amen. I'm so proud of you, brother. Look at you. Look at you. Thank you. Mm.
0: Thank, thank you. And I remember the conversation clearly. And um over the years it has reigned in my heart and in my spirit um to just to just go um to be unique to be different and it's it's been a blessing to me it really has it really has didn't know where how it was gonna happen because i had it in my mind in one way but he Amen. had it another way
1: mm, glow. Yeah. we always do yeah. we always and God never gets mad at us for that oh that's cute baby that's nice that's nice did you make that all by yourself that's pretty come on now <laughs> and it does what he's going to do and amen for that amen for that
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, thank you Chris
1: Michael thank you thank you brother
0: Uh, We appreciate you for being on, taking your your time out of your busy schedule to encourage and inform and inspire us. Thank you, Chris. Ain't
1: nobody busy during COVID. (laughs) 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 It's funny, it's not true. I got a honey-do list that's like eight pages long, that I got to get done before the end of the day, but it's all good. That's good. Glory to God. Amen.
0: Thank you, Chris. <laughs> On the next Michael Finkley Wednesday, we have Mr. Courtney Gray with us as he talks about his awesome organization, HBCU First, and how he's assisting students in finding their college and career path. Don't you dare miss the next Michael Finkley. I appreciate you for being on. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And I know that you will be back. And Kim will be with you next time. So thank you so much. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. On the next Michael Finkley, we have... A cool guest again right uh, All our guests are cool They would be like oh they on it right uh, Again focusing on that college career realm We have Mr. Courtney Gray with us He's the founder of HBCU First And he's going to share A lot of awesome information with you About what he's doing with this organization I'm telling you it's a show that you would not want to miss I'm a big advocate for HBCUs Because I went to one D. Allen University in Columbia, South Carolina So when I saw his organization I'm just like oh yes sir you have something there, so I need you on to talk about it So we're looking forward to the interview If you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel And ring that bell for notification And if you'd love to be a guest on The Michael Finkley Show Please, 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 we'd love to hear your story and hear from you Email us at michael at Thank you so much for watching and we'll see you on Wednesday Have a good one